you know, where your loyalty lies when you're shopping and things like that. Same with dining out that seeing the joy you bring someone else rather than it seeing I'm giving up. I think it's a lot more fun way to live. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal business and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant. Welcome back to the Get Real podcast. Hey, uh, man, we just ended our series. This is our I first know. show back on a normal schedule. It's kind of nice. That was a little hectic for us. We yeah, don't like to work. We don't like to work that hard. So. <laughs> it was hard for us with our schedules. Yeah, to align our schedules to record was, I think, the trickiest part. Yeah, while you were on the road, that was really tricky, trying to find internet signal and everything like that. Yeah. So anyway, we are back to a normal schedule. So don't expect anything during the week this week. So yeah, we will have a blast from the past podcast from when I was on the road and recorded with a builder that we didn't want to go out of sync, out of order with our series. So that one will go back in time, but don't think I'm back in the RV. (laughs) So we're back, fired up. Heather's all charged up. She visited Mm -hmm. so many of our areas and saw some of you, which is really cool. So fun. Came and saw me, which was even more cool than all (laughs) of you put together. Yeah. And my kids, I think my kids think that for sure. Ron has a killer backyard pool that my kids just thought was the coolest thing in the world. Well, anyway, uh, we should get into our topic. This is obviously one of those things that for me, for you, I know, Heather, this is a big deal. We're going to talk about one of our core values today specifically because I continually am reminded about it, especially in business, because the business world is changing and consumer world, consumer minds are changing. And I like to change with the technological side of things, but I don't like to change with some of the moral things that are, I mean, some of the things that are changing are just so dramatic that anybody can see them, that they're wrong. And some of it is slow, little tiny inch in what is, in my opinion, the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And this is one of them. Heather, we were talking about this and we've just gone through our quarterly meeting for this quarter, planning this quarter and everything like that. If you haven't done that as a business owner, you should do that. And we were talking about, we go through our core values. We go through our, you know, everything that we put out there and make sure that it's still relevant. Make sure that it's who we are. It's the direction that we're going and all of those things. When we were talking about one of our core values, specifically loyalty, we got off on a little bit of a tangent, Heather, because yeah. I guess unique. It's strange. Most yeah, businesses I think, don't have it. As yes. I mean, I, I told Ron, I just, I said, it's interesting because I think just about every business has integrity as one of their core values, right? We have four. Integrity is one of them. But loyalty, I don't know that I've ever heard another business say, this is one of our four pillars of our business is loyalty. Yeah. And I think it's, so this means different things to different people, but you know, we, we started talking about it specifically because there's so much disloyalty. Yeah. I mean, I, I say this to my kids, Ashley's going to laugh as soon as she hears <laughs> this because she previews all of these before they go out. But anyway, she's going to laugh because I say this all the time. We'll be watching a movie and it's like an eighties movie or whatever. And I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll hit Ashley and I'm like, Hey, 
that is a telephone, you know, because it's, it's old and it has a core, it has one of those curled cords on it and it's plugged into the wall, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. Nobody even can, you know, or I'll say that's a boom box or that's a whatever. Right. And she goes, I know dad, but back in the day, back in my day, people would go to stores and they were loyal to the store, right? They would yeah. get to know the shop owner and they would frequent that place. You know, yeah. take shoes, for instance, Heather. I mean, when, I, when we were growing up in our local town, there weren't very many shoe stores. You know, I mean, yeah. I guess we, we lived in a small town, but still you would go and buy shoes from the, from the shoe guy because he's a neighbor. He's one of your neighbors, right? That's mm-hmm. the way it worked. I think that's changed a little bit, Heather. Yeah. I don't feel like it's the same way at all for at least the generation, probably a little bit younger than me. I'm kind of just ahead of the millennial generation. (laughs) And I think I've watched that, that it's really like, what's in it for me, right? What's the best thing for me? The loyalty has totally shifted to being self-centeredness for lack of a, I think. (laughs) And and I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't be concerned about what's best for our own interests at all. Because all of us are, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a difference between going into the shoe store and making nice with, you know, Mr. Brown or whoever he is, you know, and, you know, you, you know, you go in there and say hi to him and you try on, you know, 10 different shoes and you find one that fits. And instead of buying it from them, you go home and you shop online to see if you can mm-hmm. find a better deal. And I think that there's some kind of a disconnect with the generations that says, there's nothing wrong with that, that yeah. I'm just out doing due diligence and then I'm looking for the best price and that's to- it's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. Well, in my opinion, there's something very wrong with that because I think the thing that is missed here is that Mr. Brown or whoever he is, is paying for a storefront. He bought all this inventory. It's sitting in his shop. He's not doing that as a service to you. It's a business. Mm -hmm. And if you go in and utilize his business and all you're doing is using it so that you can get a better deal online, but find out for sure if the shoe's going to fit perfectly for your foot. Well, that's messed up. It's just messed up. Yes. I think the mojo behind all of it, when you are helping a small business like that, and not doesn't even have to be a small business, just if you're going and utilizing the business that you give them business, if they helped you refer people to them, if they do a good job, right? I feel like there's such a better mojo than the hunting down the best deal. And I was talking to my husband about this because when we were in school, my husband has a PhD. We were in school for a really long time and we were both runners. And we were training for races together and stuff. That was our date night usually was running. And I was really surprised at how expensive running shoes were, like the really nice running shoes that you need when you're doing a lot of mileage because we were mostly training for half marathons. And anyhow, we would go into these shoe stores and we would do, I was telling my husband, I'm like, we used to do that. This was just this week when Ron and I were talking about it. And my husband responded and he said, no, we would always buy our first pair of shoes from them. And then we would buy (laughs) the subsequent pairs of shoes online. And I'm like, yeah, that, but I mean, I just remember going, we just couldn't afford it. Like there's no way, but I remember he was right. We did do our first pair of shoes, but yeah, I wish I could have gone back and 
shown more, I guess, loyalty to those businesses that would run, you know, check my gate and do all the analysis for my foot, you know? I think this all changed with the advent of the internet, right? The, the whole concept yeah. changed. Yeah. And so now it, it pours into, all, you know, every aspect of our lives. And I think that we just don't, and I include myself in this because sometimes I think all of us are guilty of doing something similar to that in our own way, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what to do and we're, and we're utilizing other people's services. It happens all the time in real estate. All As a matter of fact, when I was going to my seminars way back when I was actually attending seminars for, you know, rehabbing houses and stuff like that, they said, you know, just go find a realtor. They'll pull comps for you. They'll do all mm. this stuff for you. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, yeah, but how long are they going to do that? Because yeah. you're teaching us how to sell the property ourselves, right? So we're yeah. not going to use a realtor. We're just literally using a realtor. We're not, we're not utilizing <laughs> them for their expertise <laughs> and then going to give them business. We're literally using them. And, you know, they said you might have to go through a few. And I'm thinking wow. to myself, man, what a horrible <laughs> thing to do to people. And to like, to discuss it as a tactic is so interesting. Yeah. And, and, and that was, <laughs> this is 18 to 20 years ago, right? So this is not even in the same realm of what we're talking about today, mm -hmm. but it happens today all the time. I talk to a lot of people in the business world. This is kind of a big problem. And I yeah. think it's a big problem largely because of big tech has just changed the way that we think about business. And so I guess what our point is today is at least on this particular core value is to think through, think through how you are doing this in, in your own life and then yeah. think about how you can change it. Right. And I think a lot of times people just don't notice, right? So like how we get paid as real estate agents, when clients call me and want to run a deal by me that has nothing to do with our business and say, Hey, you know, take a look. What do you think? Do you think this is a good property? Do you think I should buy it? And will you run a pro forma for me? Right. Where I'm like, well, I'm not a party to this. I get no money for this. I usually am loyal to my client that I'll do it usually, but I'm, I don't think people really think through it. I think it's kind of an afterthought. So sometimes it's just being present and paying attention to how, not just what you're doing, but how it's affecting other people as well. And I, and I think that you know most of our clients and most of everybody who's listening are very thoughtful about that. And I think that, so for all of you who are business owners out there, one of the things that core values, laying them out and making them visible and making them a part of how you live, well, part of that brings you the kind of clients yeah. that you want. So for the yeah. most part, you know, 90, however much percent of our clients are very thoughtful about that. Mm -hmm. And so why is that? Well, I think, I don't think it's an accident that we get clients who are loyal. I don't think it's an accident that our clients, for the most part, 60 to 70% buy multiple properties from us, yeah. you know, long-term. That's not an accident. That was a purposeful choice that we chose loyalty. In addition to that, we've talked multiple times, Heather, and even with Angela, you know, previously, we've talked a lot about Loyalty to your team members, loyalty yeah. to everyone on the team. That includes everyone we work with. We work with yeah. a lot of realtors in the local markets yeah. that do pull comps for us and we give them business, right? Yeah. We work with a lot of builders. We work with a lot of rehab companies. 
And we talked about this two meetings ago, Heather. It's a little crazy how we do this. We don't really have any concrete, like locked down contract with any of these guys. No. We've thought before, well, should we? And then we're like, well, I mean, I, I had one of our sellers say to me how surprised he was by that and that it made him want to be more loyal to us. And I thought that was I really just interesting. I not ever really found that I've needed them because mm-hmm. we've, we've chosen people yes. um, who say, and, and not always. I mean, we've been wrong been some, before. <laughs> there have been some times when the, the whole loyalty thing didn't work out so well, but that, then it's kind of like a one and done, right? We're, mm-hmm. it's, that's over because it doesn't match our core values. But I think this is deep and you could pick any one of the core values of your business. And I've, t- man, we've talked about this it has to be like half a dozen times on the show. Yeah. This is one other example of pointing out why this is so important is because if you are not a loyal person and you have not put this out as one of your core, I'm not telling anybody that this should be your core value. I'm using it as an example, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't put that out there, you're not going to attract that. Yeah. I've been amazed at how many people know what our core values are. And I can tell a client, like, hey, I just don't think you match our core values. And that's okay. Like, it's, we're not a good fit because our core values don't match. And they get it, right? Because we've put them out there. We have, we're not hiding them or keeping them to ourselves or hoping that clients get it. <laughs> it's a very upfront conversation that we can have with people. So it's also part of when we talked about core values in the past is that you need to define them. And so it's really, really important to define what you mean by the word that you use. Yeah, that's true. Because it means different things to different people. I mean, just like you said, Ron, I mean, loyalty to staff members, right? That we we don't throw each other under the bus. When someone makes a mistake, I don't go, well, they made a mistake. It's all their fault. Um, it's very apparent when other people do that too. When we do business transactions, it is so apparent when someone makes a mistake that they make sure to rub it in, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, we, we literally just got rid of one of our submitters because of that. Yeah. You know, because the finger pointing got so old. I mean, it's just it, that we don't do that. So, I mean, occasionally we have to, you know, isolate where the problem originated so that we can solve the problem. But there's a difference between that and completely throwing people under the bus constantly yeah. and then driving over them both directions. You yeah. know, let's put it in reverse and let's do it again. Yeah. And if you don't like that in your business, you can fix it. You can correct it because not everyone does that way. Not everybody's in business that way. And mm-hmm. if your business, you know, if you are Mr. Brown and you have a shoe store <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how to keep people from doing that, you need to put that out there. Yeah. You need to put it out there, right? And if it's very front facing that you're loyal to people and that you help people and that that's what you expect in return, I believe that you'll get it. We do. For Um, sure. And we attract people that work with us on the business side that do as well. So we've talked about attracting clients, but we also attract partners in business that are the same way, which is really worthwhile. Because I did go, when I visited one of our builders in Oklahoma, I actually, oh, he's the one I interviewed that will be sharing the interview. And I was totally, I felt like a family member. And I said to them, I said, you feel like a work family, like that it's, you know, because you respect each other, you're loyal to each other, similar to how a family is. So our staff meetings kind of have that vibe, but I didn't expect it meeting with sellers, you know? that I, I felt that vibe of you have my back and I have yours, which is really not something that I 
thought would be the feeling in, you know, meeting with someone who's a supplier for you, right? <laughs> I knew about his family and about his kids and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. So, yeah. So this is really important. So I guess what's the action items here, right? What do we do? What do we do about this? I think, you know, we've been talking about our company a lot because we can see it in our company, but externally, this is actually something that I think is a really big problem. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think this is a small thing. I think this is a symptom of a much larger problem in our country. I mean, we're in this big, huge political thing. This, this may hit before or after the election. I'm not exactly sure how, where it's going to fall in the grand scheme of things, but we're in this, in the middle of a savage yeah. political time landscape worst I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of what I'm talking about where, you know, this whole loyalty thing where we use other people for it's because I think when we're online, something happens, it disconnects us from, from the reality of humanity mm -hmm. and from, and, and then, you know, humanity from where humanity actually originates. And so when you, we're already one level away, right? By being human. Now we've taken another level. And when we do that, I don't think that ends well. So we're building this technology in our company. And one of the things that Heather keeps bringing back, right? Because I, I get wrapped up in this technology thing. It's really fun. <laughs> what Heather keeps bringing back is she says, yes, but you, keep, you have said for a year now, high touch with high tech. We've yeah. got to bring back the high touch piece of this into our lives, into our children's lives, most especially because they've been high tech. Their yeah. whole existence has been yeah. high tech. And it's brought out a whole bunch of anxieties and, <laughs> and other issues, right? It, it so. is why we are in the place that we are. Yeah. One of the things about this political season that I have learned, people don't talk to each other the way that they talk on social media. I can meet people of different political background than me that have completely different viewpoints. And we can have a really civil conversation person to person. Mm -hmm. But that same person online, we may both say things to each other we would never dream of saying in person. Yeah. And I think this is the same problem that's rearing its head in business with the disloyalty to people. It's because I think people just I think we become so entrenched in our own bubble online that we forget how to interact. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. <laughs> with other people. Mm -hmm. Because man, 20 years ago, you would never dream of going into a store, shopping for something, utilizing a half an hour or an hour. And even in your case, where you were talking about yeah. the shoes, or you're running on a treadmill, they're spending yes. their time. Someone's paying for that human being to be yes. there and be with you and tell you all of this really cool technical stuff for you to then go, eh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go see if I can get a cheaper one online. Are you, are you kidding me right Exactly. Now? Yeah. Because I remember I, feeling uncomfortable about it still, right? That was maybe 10 years ago. There's another one that really drives me nuts. And I think all of these are connected. Right. So this other example, I hear from wait staff, serving staff at restaurants mm -hmm. that people come in and they, you know, they sit there and they have a great time. They have a meal for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. 
and then they leave and they don't leave a tip mm. or they, they leave a tiny little tip. And the reason that I've heard from the people who don't do this, I've, I've talked to a few people who, who don't do this. And I've talked to some of the wait staff because it's, this is something that really irritates me. Um, and they say it's because they can't afford it. Same thing you brought up before, Heather. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, okay, so you've gone to a restaurant where it's $50 a plate yeah, but you can't and you it. only have $100. So you're going to go there and you're going to eat $50 a plate. That's going to max you out. Why not instead go to a restaurant that's 35 a plate because you know going into it, you have enough money to tip the person who's making almost no money mm-hmm. to serve you for an hour or hour and a half. And yeah. then you can leave and you will have left them in a better position as well. If you don't have enough money to tip, don't go to the restaurant. It's not really that complicated. Go where you can afford to go. And part of affording to go there is the tip. I mean, that's part of the deal. (laughs) Well, I think that's one thing I've learned from you over the years is the joy you feel from being generous that I didn't expect, honestly, because I have always felt like I grew up with a dad who was really a penny pincher, my husband even more so than myself that there is so much joy in sharing with other people that I really was close to because what I saw was giving up something that I had. But there is so, if you allow yourself to feel it, because otherwise you just look at the money you're putting down on the table as a tip. But now my perspective, I've really trained myself to look at it as this person's going to pick this up and be happy, right? That there's looking at it from someone else's perspective, I guess that's the same thing we said before of paying attention to you know, where your loyalty lies when you're shopping and things like that. Same with dining out, that seeing the joy you bring someone else rather than it seeing I'm giving up. I think it's a lot more fun way to live. It's, it's the only way in my opinion. <laughs> and so I asked the question, what are the action items? I think that the action item, at least one of the ones is super simple. Is just to let's all, me included, right? Yeah, me too. Let's all just think about what we're doing and how it affects other people. And let's try to do it in every aspect of our lives because, you know, this pandemic has made so many businesses, small businesses go out of business, mm-hmm. right? And right now we have the opportunity to go, okay, Mr. Brown, who's, who may be one one or or a couple pairs of shoes away from closing his doors because of this thing that that happened that he has no control over. Yep. Where I can go spend 10 extra bucks or whatever it is and get it at his store instead of at Amazon, I can go get it there or I can instead of some other shoe shoe store online and potentially save their business. I can increase yep. my tip to whoever this server is. And I'm not, I'm not going to see them. You're not going to stand around, right? And watch them open it and go, Ooh, this is really good. Oh, yeah. did a great job. You're just <laughs> going to go, I know they don't make much money. Yep. And I know they're trying to probably feed a family. And you may know that just from, from talking to them, right? Mm-hmm. A little extra, just a little extra, if you have it, goes a long way to those people. 
if you're doing business with someone and then do business with them, right? If they're serving you well, if they, if they suck, well then obviously go somewhere <laughs> else. That's, 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 that's not what we're saying, but let's just think about it, right? Let's just think about it. And uh, let's bring back a little bit of loyalty into our lives. Let's bring a little more humanity into our social media and let's talk to actual human beings again. Let's talk to our neighbors. Let's talk to people who are out. It's one of the cool things about living in the South is that literally everybody will talk to you yeah. um, and they don't even think it's weird. So if, yeah. you live in, if you live in New York where someone might hit you, if you talk to them, then, you know, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not, but you know, maybe be the change up in New York. You know, not very many people out these days. So let's do that. And let's think about how our interactions affect both business people and just everyone else out there around us. Right. Yes, I agree. It'll be, you'll be happier for it. I'm telling you, it's a great way to live. It's a great way mm -hmm. to be. It's a, it's a great way to do business. It's a, it's a great way to just be in your family, right? Let's just think about it. All right. And so with that, you guys know what to do, right? Go out and make something happen. Today, like today, take what we're saying, go out and make something happen. Yeah. Be, be the change. Do it today. You'll be happier for it. All right. So if you like the episode, you know the deal. I'm not going to go over it again, but share this with everybody. You can find us and get realestatesuccess.com. If you haven't subscribed, you should. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Tron. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.